Good evening and welcome to the latest episode of the Magicast. I'm your host Scott Munro. It's been a couple of weeks since we recorded a, a podcast. It's actually two weeks today. Um, a lot has happened. Uh, Italy won the Euros on penalties against England at Wembley. Uh, so it, it was going to Rome instead of it's coming home. Um, we've had a lot of news for Roma. Uh, it's start of pre-season, new kits, um, outgoings, potential incomings, a new goalkeeper... And uh, pre-season fixtures, oh, it's the works. And the new Serie A fixtures have come out on the space of a couple of weeks. Uh, this week's guest, it's always it's my co-pilot. It's uh, it's just the two of us. It's Sam Rubio. How are you, Sam? Hey, Scott. How are you? season I know it's early early in Calcio Mercato so we don't there is nothing for certain. There has been some names. Uh little couple South American names have been you know going around Trigoria lately. Obviously we're talking about Matias Viña and Luis Diaz. I think Scott out of the two uh Matias Viña is a little warmer. The other one I don't know because it's early in the season. I think there are gonna be some other teams that are gonna be interested in the deal we can talk about it a little bit more yeah but, um, could be a yeah, bit that's, chilly that's what we got going on right yeah it could be a bit cold on and a bit chilly on the, the luis diaz deal um yeah uh, so how have you been over since the last time we spoke really hot in florida <laughs> this time of the year it rains every afternoon but uh there could be worse places you know i go fishing so it's not too bad you know not too bad down here. No, we've just had a heat wave over here in the UK. Uh, we have, we've had a couple of days where it's hit 31 degrees. We had a, uh, a weather warning, and we've got another weather, weather warning because it's going to rain. But enough of the, the weather chat. we probably talk about food later on because that's probably mine and Sam's second favourite subject after uh, after <laughs> football. We, we talked off air, off pod like, a couple of weeks ago talking about food and drink. Um so, uh, I was going to start with the new the new kit, new balance. Do you like the uh, the outlining of the the new shirt? It looks quite smart. I've already dropped a bit of money on it, and hopefully, it arrives in the next couple of days. Uh, if you pre-ordered it last week, it officially went on sale today. And if you, I think, if you ordered it, it should be with you in the next couple of days. So, Sam, what's your thoughts on the new kit? Yeah, the away yeah, kit and the third, the third kit. Yeah, yeah. 
do a, something a little bit more extravagant with the dog. Nothing too crazy, but a little bit more than what they did in the first one. Eh? No, it looks quite nice. It looks quite smart. Um, as I said, I've dropped dropped some money on it, and I've got a player on the back. I went for Rick Carsdorp. I went for a smart move on the back of the new nice. shirt. Nice, I was going to ask you. Nice. Yeah, so uh, hopefully that arrives in the next couple of days. I think it got some good reaction on social media. Um, over the past, Roman's kits look quite nice. Uh, I remember the white one from I think it's probably about two seasons ago, with the was it the yellow tinted on the fire on the side i think it was the 2019 2020 um away shirt uh, it looks quite nice it's a smart first shirt with a new new balance sponsorship which i think will be going for, i think it's the next couple of years i think we were talking off pod so yeah it's something to uh for us fans to talk about it's sponsored by digital bits the shirt looks very very nice i'm just looking at nick nicolo zaniolo uh shirt uh when, when you're he... convincing me scott you're convincing <laughs> me i think i'm gonna drop the what is it 110 120 euros yeah i dropped about 110 so something like that yeah including... yeah you're convincing i think i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna drop them today <laughs> i'm gonna go for guess who i'm gonna go for uh, one guess. You only get one shot. If I if I already mentioned him, you have not. I want to drop uh, hundred and ten euros for number twenty three. Okay. Luca Mancini. Gianluca Mancini. Yeah. Fair enough. I quite like that. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Mancini guy. I really like. Him. The Grinter. The Grinter. Hopefully he sticks around for a while. I hope so too. Um. So we talked about the new shirt. Um, t- next is the preseason friendlies. Roma have had three. They've won all three. What do you think about digital bits as a, as yeah. a, as a sponsor? It's uh, odd, right? Yeah, I don't mind it. But I, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. If they're gonna drop the money, I think I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's um, like like you said. Um, I completely agree. It's it, it if it does the job, it does the job. It's nothing like. Nothing extravagant like Inters, is it? So, yeah, I'm quite happy with it. No, I'm sorry. I mean, it comes down to the financial situation, right? Those crypto people, they have, they made a lot of money in, in the last few years. So, if they want to drop it in Roma, go ahead. Yeah. You know, I'm okay with that. Yeah, adds uh, more income, more, more income into the freaking's uh, pockets. Um, so, I will digress from the new shirt. To the preseason friendlies, um, Roma have had three three preseason friendlies. Uh, one was actually televised through the Roma YouTube page and the Twitter page, which is quite good. I did send them a DM. I think it was probably about ten days ago, asking if the first two friendlies were going to be put on their YouTube page. They kind because it was at Trigoria. They kindly replied and said, "No, we're just going to do it in house and then release the footage on YouTube." And then they did the game on wednesday night on i think it was in sport italia in italy and it was put on roma's twitter and youtube page uh, so roma won three out of three in pre-season they won the first game 10 nil won the second game two nil and won wednesday night uh one nil um if i guess get the fixtures bear with me for a second this is good airtime, isn't it <laughs> so uh, on the 15th of July they beat Aroma 1-10-0 against Mon- uh, Serie D side Monte Catani um, I hope I pronounced Monte that Cantini, yeah. Monte Cantini, Monte Cantini. Uh, a 
and on uh, three days later they faced Tanana and won two nil, and then against Triestina in in Triestina they won one nil. Um, I watched that game. I had about eighty minutes on it, and it Roma it, they looked okay. Um, it's it's preseason. It's early days. They're only what three games in. They're only what a couple of weeks into preseason. I don't expect them to be the hype. In, in Mourinho's first season. Uh, did you manage to catch any of the game on Wednesday? No, but I heard about Mourinho going at a Tristina player for going too hard at Zanio. Zanio, yeah. Zanio was kicked from pillar to post. The Mourinho went at a Tristina player, right? Yeah. Uh, he wasn't happy. Walter Lopez, the left back. Uh, yeah, he got some rough treatment. Um, there were some standout players for me in that game. Um I mean, the fact that Soledeski scored the goal. Yeah, he played. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, is he going to translate to to the season? That's the toughest part. Right? Yeah. Um, I thought uh, Bave played really well. Trippy at left back played well for 45 minutes before he was taken off. And I think they tried Roger Banez at left back. He looked quite solid at left back. He didn't really have much to do. Roma's left back problem is all quite clear to see after what happened in the Euros. And me and Sam will talk about it in about five or so minutes because Roma are linked to a Uruguayan player, um, who which Sam has got some info about. But yeah, I was quite quite impressed. Brian Reynolds looked quite good at right back. You could see there was a, a picture that went a bit viral of him taking in. Uh, some of Mourinho's words and you can see the concentration on the face but yeah I, it was just like get it looked like it was just getting minutes into the player's body especially for Zaniolo who's missed what eight months due to that big knee injury he picked up in the Nations League against Holland and that's his second serious knee injury but the guy looks jacked I think he looks ready and he looks hungry to play under Mourinho in that 4-3-1 system, playing on the right-hand side of the uh, the attack with Pellegrini as the number ten, do you think this could be this preseason could help Zaniolo, Sam? With Zaniolo, we have to take it so easy because he comes back from his two major injuries on both knees, you know. So it's gonna be nerve-wracking at the beginning. Even even Mourinho is showing that, you know, like what we're talking about. He's going to the other team's players. Um, because they're coming hard at Saniolo. So he, it shows that even he is a little bit nervous. But I think if he is able to come back strong, he will be our best signing of the season. Mm. I don't think we're going to sign anybody better than him. I think he's, to me, he's like a new signing. I know it's a kind of it's becoming a cliche now, but it is true in this case, right? He hasn't been around for a full season. Um, so I think what he does is going to be so important. I mean, I... I think it's too early to tell. I haven't seen enough, as much as even as much as you of preseason. But uh, I expect Saniolo to to be to be important from Ro- to be important for Roma uh, this season. Uh, I think we're gonna need him. I think we're gonna need him. Uh, his explosiveness, right? Does he have that explosiveness? I think that is the biggest question mm. mark at the moment, and I think that's what where most of Roma fans are right now. If I'm or I'm making an assumption. I think I think I'm in there. I'm a little bit skeptical because you know two major knee injuries. If he's able to show early on that he still got it, that explosiveness that we can see, I think we'll see Saniolo back. But uh, 
it's a question mark. I don't know if you agree with me. Oh no, hundred percent, completely agree. Remember, he's had two big ACL injuries in the space of what nine months. So he picked the first one. Oh, yeah, and different knees, yeah. So he picked the first one against Juventus in January 2020. That's the same game where Medi Demaral did his knee injury. That game was a bit cursed. And then he came back, um, or it must have been June, July, for the project restart. Where I think it, today is the year ago today, I think, is the anniversary of his goal. Uh that magnificent solo goal he scored uh, against Spal in the 6-1 game. And then just a couple of months later in September, he picked up another ACL injury. And he he postponed his like return to the Primavera side because he wanted to be fit for pre-season. So this is a big pre-season for him and it's been a massive pre-season for the club. And hopefully we get to uh, reap the rewards for him because this is massive. If he gets another injury... You start to fear for him, and I completely agree with you, Sam. It's like you, you're, you're anxious because you, you're just waiting for him just to get that explosiveness back, get that, you, that I speed. I want him to do so well, but yeah. I still don't know, not sure. Yeah. I think that's us that's, that's football fans, isn't it? We just want him just to do well, but hey-ho. Um, Roma's next pre-season friendly is on Sunday against Frosinone. Um, I think, hopefully that should be... Hopefully that again, like the the game on Wednesday night, that'll probably be streamed on uh, the Twitter and the YouTube page. That should be good to watch on Sunday evening. So Sam, the next part is the the fixture list that came out last week. It was uh, streamed on uh, Seria's YouTube page. I think it was at six o'clock one day last week. Opening six games of the season looked quite good for Roma. So the kickoff for the weekend on the 22nd of August at home to Fiorentina. A week later away at newly promoted Salernitana. And after the international break, at home to Sassuolo, away to Hellas Verona, a home to Udinese. And on the sixth game of the season is the big one. It's the Derby della Capitale. It's Lazio versus Roma on the 26th of September. So Sam, what's your thoughts on the uh, the opening rounds of the Serie A season for Roma? Um, I think it's an opportunity for to make a statement because if we're able to rack up some points and get into the derby without momentum, I think that'll be uh, 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 very good mentally for the team. You know, because how you know how we, we always talk about that mentality and. Like, if Mourinho is able to make an immediate impact, right? Mm. Uh, you say beating Fiorentina at home, getting the three points away in Salernitana. Then we had a couple of matches in the Olympics. I know there is a visit to the Bentegodi. Yeah. Uh, this is a Verona team that has this Francesco uh, as a new coach. I don't know if they're going to do so well as they did in the previous years. Because yeah, under Urich, yeah. Getting three points in the Bentegodi is not out of the question. Then we got a couple of matches in the Olympics. Uh, so before the derby, so if we are able to, you know, be high in the table, I'm not going to go ahead and say positions, but high in the table, in the positions of uh, where, you know, like, where you're the protagonist. Uh, yeah. I think that can be a very good, heading into the derby, that could be a very good thing, especially with that uh, 
we've had a Mourinho Sarri, right? We're going to talk about that so much coming up. But uh, if you, like I said, if you're able to get some points and build some momentum coming to a derby, that'll be very important. I think, and, and the fixture shows that there are not right, there is not a big rival over there until week six. So I think there is a there is a big opportunity for Roma to make a statement. Yeah, completely agree because the games afterwards are a bit tricky. Um, they're, they're at home to Empoli, and then there's then there's another international break, and then it's away to Juventus, and then home to Napoli. So I would imagine that's sandwiched in between the Conference League games. So that's going to be quite tough. October, end of September, early October. But yeah, if if Roma can start well under Mourinho and put some points on the board, when you could be cooking on gas as they say, going into the derby, and especially against Maurizio Sarri, who was, let's just say, who was courted by Roma and by the Roma press a lot last season to take the Roma job. But it went to he Mourinho. He was the main guy. Yeah. He was the main guy until the day that Mourinho news broke. Yeah, until Roma so, broke mean, the internet again. Exactly. He was the main Roma, he was the main candidate. It's unbelievable how it happened, and now he's a last Yeah, now he's the the coach on the other side. Um, yeah, that should be quite entertaining to watch Mourinho versus Sarri on the touchline. Um, it, that could be fun to watch. I'm really looking forward to the season starting. Just, I think that's under a month away. Um, after the, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some transfer incomings as and some rumours. Um, you wanted to talk about two South American players. I'll, uh, let the platform was all yours. I think the players are Mateus Vinha from Palmeiras, who was used to play for Nacional in Uruguay, and Luis Diaz, who is at Porto and is a Colombian international who was a joint top goal scorer in the, the, the last Copa America. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I, well my, for my Spanish part, I was able to talk to the guy that tweeted that uh, Roma was interested on on. On Luis Diaz, but I want to start. I want to start with um, with Matias Villa because I think that is a little bit more of a realistic, uh, mm. let's say, option for Roma. I don't want to say Luis Diaz is out of the question, but I think on the on the harder color scale, um, I see Matias Villa a lot warmer than Luis Diaz. Let's say to get to Rome. So I want to start with Matias Viña, left back, Uruguayan, 23, very young player, very good, used to playing for big clubs. He came out of the ranks, as you said, from Nacional, which is one of the big clubs of, in Uruguay, along with Peñarol. So, and I know we have different scales, Uruguay, Continental, European, the world stage, and Roma is a big club and everything. But playing, if, being, if you're a Uruguayan, Playing for Nacional is already a big deal. It's a big yeah. club, right? He's, they're born Libertadores. They're, they're a big... Everybody knows him in South America. They move, Very good for them. You know, uh, he was bought by Palmeiras, another big club, another big uh, name, in, in, especially in Brazil, right? Um, he made an impact right away. He, he scored goals. He had a lot of assists. He was started over there for Palmeiras. It's not easy to be started in the Brazil now. If you ask me, uh, Scott, uh, the Brazilian league, the Brasileirao, is the closest gap to European football. It's as ready as you're going to be, if you ask me, coming okay. from South America, right? Maybe you can make the, you can make the argument the Argentinian league as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, you can make the argument that you're going to come as ready as you're going to be. And then, obviously, you're going to get better in Europe mm. with better coaching and better 
you know, facilities and the whole thing, right? Um, I think I think but going back to Matias Vinha, I think he's a very good player. He I I mean arguably you can you can say that he's better offensively than defensively. He's a very you know what? Something that surprised me, he's a very good crosser. I watched I watched him play a little bit for Palmeiras. You know, I watch a lot you know I watch a lot of Copa Libertadores. I do. I we love t- Copa Libertadores. We've talked about this in the past, yeah. <laughs> cause it's um, um cause it's on so, a good time for you in the States, but over here it's a exactly crazy time. Right. Exactly right. Fair enough. Um, so I watched him play a little bit in Palmeiras. You know, Palmeiras, he just won that like, Copa Libertadores, yeah. which is the biggest thing you can get. But uh, he's the equivalent of the Champions League of South America. Yeah, they beat, Matias Vigi they beat, just won it for... They beat Santos, Santos in the, fourth, in the yeah. final. In the final, yes. Yeah. It was all Brazilian final. He was, a, like I'm telling you, he was a protagonist. He played. He's a very good crosser. If you have to ask me what his best trade is, for what I've seen and what, from what I've heard, um, on all your wines that I had on my Spanish body, he's a very good crosser. He's definitely better going offensively than defensively. Um, he said that he struggles maybe a little bit more when he has to defend with a lot of space on his back. But you can also make the argument most defenders struggle oh, yeah. with that. So I think he can only get better defensively with Mourinho. He's very good offensively. Very good crosser, plays with a lot of grinta. You know, Uruguayans are known for playing with Passion. the equivalent of grinta. They're they, they they're known in South America hmm. for that. You know, and he he's the he has that DNA. So I think we're gonna be good in that department. He's strong physically, so his 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 adaptation to 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 culture still gonna take some time. I feel, but I think he can make. He can make somewhat of an immediate impact, and he's gonna come to play. You know, I think he's he's ready. He comes from Palmeiras, big, big South American team. He's a left, he's starting left back for the Uruguayan national team as well. Like he, that's not easy feat. Uh, so I think he's, I think um, I like that signing. He's a really good player. He can only get better with Murillo in Rome. And uh, going to Luis Diaz. Okay. So I talked to Pipe Sierra, that guy that wrote that tweet that everybody, everybody was retweeting. Uh, he said that there was contact with the entourage they asked about him, but there's not much more going on. Uh, and he expects a lot of other clubs to come at, uh, to come at Luis Diaz. He had a very good Copa America. Joint top goal scorer with Messi. Yeah, he had very good matches against Brazil, against uh, Argentina, against Peru for the third place. Mm. Very good player. Listen, he he kind of got shown to the world stage. Maybe if you can call it the world stage, but he got he got a lot more exposure. Let's put it that way, okay? He had a lot more exposure after Copa America. If you think about if you think about Luis Diaz, let's go through his. I'm not gonna get too deep o- over what we went over in the Spanish club, but he comes from a town in Colombia uh, that where usually players don't come out of. You know, uh, he went in the second division to play. And he got promoted to the first division in junior in Barranquilla, another big club in Colombia. Uh, he they refused an offer from from River Plate in 2019. From him thinking they were going to get a lot more value from him, they sold him to Europe. Well, they did. They sold him to Porto for seven million. Before that Copa America, in just two years, his value according to transfer market went up from. Seven millions to eighteen millions before Copa America. And now after Copa America, he's at twenty-five. So, so Pipe Sierra, the guy that I had, the guy that I had, basically was telling me this. Uh, he thinks Roma have to put up a lot of money. 
His value transfer market value is 25. If he thinks at least 30 to start the conversation. Maybe, you know, it's very dynamic. Everything changes. But he also expects other clubs to come in after him. You know, because still kind of like early in the transfer market, transfer market season. So I think he's going to drag a little. I don't, he doesn't think it's very... How do I put it? Roma will have to put a lot of money. Yeah. Everything will have to put money. And I don't think Rome is in a position to compete to Premier League clubs that where he, he thinks uh, uh, he's going to get offers from. So yeah. far, he has, has not gotten them. But like I said, it's early. It's early in the transfer market. So uh, I'm going to take it with a grain of salt that Luis Diaz would be great. I think he's, he has, he's a very good player, very quick feet. He, he's, he's capable of that second of magic, you know, to put the ball over you or to go back with a ball under your feet and... And just to make that dribble that was decisive, you know, he's very good like that. Uh, I don't, I hate comparing to game styles to other players, but he's a very good, very good um, winger. I'm gonna name amazing players, but like Neymar, Hazard, they just come at you and dribble in with one play. They can make a difference. Well, he has that raw talent. I saw him in Copa America. He did it against big. He did it against. Brazilian led back and Brazilian skinned against very good, very good players. So uh, he's going to be a hot commodity, I, I feel like. He's early in the transfer market, just to summarize. So I don't know. I don't know. It'll be, I, I'll be okay with that signing. Uh, I don't know if he become an automatic, automatic starter, if, if he's as ready as, as being. Yeah, he could be. He comes from Porto, but I don't see him, I don't see him as a, as a, as a, such a realistic target, uh, target as as much as me. Okay, that's that that's fair enough. Um, I did see a little bit of him in the Champions League last season because Porto were in Manchester City's group and they did very well. And Luis Diaz played pretty well for Porto and um, they also beat Juventus in the Champions League before getting knocked out by uh, by Chelsea. Very technical player. Yeah. So he plays on the he plays on the left side of Porto's attacking threat. Doesn't Sergio Contreras normally play like a four four two attacking? So it's I was just done some reading on him earlier today. He was convinced to join Porto by some Colombians who used to play for Porto in James Rodriguez and Radamel Falcao. Um, Zenit were also linked with him in 2019 but he chose Porto I do like Porto the style they normally vacuum a lot of South American talent for but that's exactly right that's yeah. a business model they yeah. buy cheap and sell, sell big why, yeah. why would they do differently why would oh, they do God differently no. when Luis Diaz they're expected respect, to sell expensive right now they buy cheap Colombians really good or South Americans let's say mostly Colombians really good they're really good technical players and sell them for really expensive you know it's the Porto way. They've been doing it for I don't, decades. I don't think they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna sell. You see that? And I think he was right. Roma have to big, drop the big box. I don't think you want to drop more than thirty for a player like Luis Diaz. Mm. Is Roma is Roma in that position? Not I yet. don't think so. Not but let's yet. see. Let's see. Let's see what the Frickings do. They all they do is surprise us. So I mean, I don't. Who knows? Literally, who knows with them? We it, we could be hearing news next week that Roma have splashed money on him. But we have to wait and see. Um, so, Sam, what do you think about the incoming so far? So, it's been Rui Patricio, who signed last week. 
after the Euro 2020s. Um, a good, solid, dependable goalkeeper. Yeah, I think we're in that eternal search for a good goalkeeper. We had a little, we had a moments of glory with Allison for a little bit, but oh, then yeah. we came back to our eternal search. Uh, I think he's a solid keeper. He's played Euros, he's played the World Cup, he's played played at the biggest stage. He's a he's proven. Is he elite, elite of the world? I don't know, but he's definitely top twenty, right? Mm-hmm. I think, if you ask me. So I think I'm okay with that. And and how old is he? Thirty three, thirty four. That's yeah, okay for so Italy. Right. If if he's able to contribute and be a, be a dependable player, be a voice and that the be a voice of command. I think I think that will be a good thing for Roma. We'll wait and see. I mean, I'm I'm neutral towards him. Let's put it that way. He did um, a really, really good job for Wolves um, when, after they got promoted to the Premier League. Um, he was very good for hit, for Wolves with uh, Nuno in charge, and Roma have done really well to get a, actually a good fee. I think it was 11 million euros in the end. And then um, Wolves have brought in another Portugal, Portuguese goalkeeper in Jose Sarr to replace Rui Patricio. So, um, yeah, I'm really pleased with that. There's also the Granite Xhaka... Willy Wonty saga that's still rambling on. I think the rumours are that the um, a fee is still yet to be agreed, but personal terms have been done. That's still wrangling after Switzerland got knocked out of the Euros. Do you could could you see that deal being wrapped up soon? If you give me a dollar for for every article I read, <laughs> Shaka is almost done. I'll be a millionaire. It's so been, we'll it's, see. It's been quite constant over the last ten days or so, hasn't it? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I um, I don't know. This will be very unfreaking like because we've been hearing about it for so much, you know. So we'll see. We'll wait and see. I think he's a good, solid midfielder, and he's going to come and contribute. Yeah, experience. Uh, we can get deeper with him when, if if there are more. Uh, you know, if he gets here. But I think I know Arsenal fans are very divided again with him, yeah. right? Because he's got some te- he's got some horror stories for them. I don't watch a lot of Arsenal. You have to forgive me. Uh, but uh, I know they're very divided with him. I know I, from what I've seen, what I heard from reputable people, I think he's a very good player, very good feet. Maybe lacks a little bit of pace, but has a, that voice of command. Mm. I think I think if you want to take a little bit of pace, I guess in Serie A, it's okay. We'll see. I don't I don't want to get ahead of myself. Um, we'll get deeper into him if he, if he arrives, but I think he can come and contribute. He can be a contributor first. Yeah, um, he was. Uh, you're quite right on what Arsenal fans think of him. He's quite marmite. You either love him or you hate him. But um, the incident I think you were alluded to is he got booed as he got substituted in the game in 2019, and he uh, did a middle finger gesture to the Arsenal fans as he was walking off the pitch. And he was the Arsenal club captain at the time. Um, that was, what, 18 months ago? Um, I would say he had an yeah. e- he had an excellent Euros 2020 and was the heartbeat of that Swiss midfield. Um, if this deal does come off, I think he could be really effective in the uh, Roman midfield as the one who sits deep and lets other players go forwards, like your Veritu and your Pellegrini at all. Um, I'm really interested to see how long this deal takes and when and if, because 
all of you heard, all of we heard in the last ten days, sorry, is it's almost done. It's almost done. Fee's been agreed. Fee's been agreed. It's just been non-stop. But um, on the let's go to the outgoings because Rome have been quite busy over the last week or so. So Paolo Lopez and Cengiz have gone to Marseille, and thank you to the guys. Uh, I did a Marseille podcast the other week, and that was very good to do with the, the two guys who I was on with on the Marseille View, and gave my thoughts about Paul Lopez and Chengisunda. And uh, tell him, to, tell him, I hope you can tell him to just watch Europa League. Just watch Europa League, man. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> I they sounded. Um, I I told them what what I felt about the two players. They said they said they were a bit umanarian, but I think if I think they could do well under their their Argentinian coach. No, it's not. Is that is he Argentinian? Sam Paoli. Sam Paoli is Argentinian. Argentinian, yeah. Oh, I know the whole story about Sam Paoli, but that's that's a that's a story for another. <laughs> another... I, how he started his coaching career. Oh, I would like to listen to that. that we, we'll record one day. Outside of this podcast, for something for for the little South American, we'll talk about that. The interesting characters about. Oh, I can imagine he's he's a disciple of Bielsa, so yeah. Um, we also saw Justin Cliver go to Nice, and also Robin Olsen potential move to Lille. I think is broken down, has hit a bit of a snag. That's what I saw today. Um, Cliver, it was destined for him to leave, wasn't it, in the summer? He needed somewhere to go because I don't think he yeah, for sure. he has a, a future at Roma no more. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't fit Mourinho, so I didn't see it at all. No. I think I, do you do you agree with me that that's Roma's best work so far? All of the or Pintos, if you have yeah. to put a name, that's Pintos' best work so far. So all far, the, getting rid of all these names. Yeah, more than bringing in players, he's getting rid of all of these. Yeah. Has been. His best job so far, so I think I'm 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 happy with that. So who's next? So it's Pastore. He was rumored well, to be. Well, we still have your names. Pastore. Yeah. We still have Fasio and Zonzi. Um, and, well, obviously Zonzi is a big one. Be, is it Do you see him? Do you see him walking in into? Was he walking into be a store? Was it Gregorio with like? Yeah, he looked very. Oh, he looked very here? happy to be back, didn't he? But but, he Zonzi et al. And uh, 
Yeah, I totally agree with Thiago Pinto's done his best work so far is getting rid of players instead of bringing them in. Get rid of the deadwood, get money back into the club so you can spend a bit more money and get the best players to fit Mourinho's system to go forward under him for this season. Now you mentioned all these names, there's still work to be done, man. Yeah, right. totally agree. There's still a lot of work to be done. Um, look, we've, like I said earlier, there's a month left to the season starts against Fiorentina. I think you'll see a lot of outs, as, as we both said, some, a lot of outs and just a couple of ins. I think we've talked about it off and on air where Roma have to get rid of Deadwood and it has to be done and you have to get rid of players which were bought by Monchi. And I think that's the last revelance of Monchi's disaster spell left at Roma if we can get rid of them. <clears throat> I think Roma could be quite competitive next season under Mourinho. What do you feel about that? Yeah, I agree. Listen, remember, this is still technically, technically, year one. Of year Britain, one, yeah. Because last year was year zero. So... Uh, yeah, it's, it's exciting. I'm really, I'm excited. I think we get rid of a few more names, and and we can start to get uh to get excited about some bringing some names coming in. I think they're going. The Frisians are going to give something else, so like something else to Mourinho. This is not the squad. This can't be the squad. We no. need one more name. One big player. At least one more. Yeah, somebody that makes a statement. You know, a Mourinho guy. You know, he said it on the conference. He said it himself. You know, to Pinto, he put it out there. I'm gonna need some toys. I, so give him at least one good toy. I did see something today, and it could be quite exciting, that Roma were linked with uh, Genoa striker Aldo Shemodorov. And he had a really good season last season for them. Um, from Genoa, right? From Genoa. 16 million euros. Uh, Patrick Kendrick put the t- tweet out, the English commentary who is sorry the english commentator who is based in milan um he's worth a follow he's a very good commentator he's probably one of the best italian comment uh, the english-based italian commentators for seria he put a tweet out saying uh roma were linked with him um i think he's a very good player very dynamic very quick pacey striker uh that could be quite interesting it, it's crazy season roma are going to be linked with other players as well but yeah interesting Let times me ask you a question scott what about the right back position we've got uh we talked Arsenal, about this ye- obviously yeah we talked about this yesterday didn't we uh what do we do at, uh with the alley because he is part of the roma's balance sheet is he part of the squad um, I we talked about this, didn't we? Um, there's a part, yeah. but there's a part of me who wants to keep him and then loan Brian Reynolds out, so Reynolds gets more adapted to Serie A or Serie B. Um, but then there's a big part of me saying farewell, Ali. You've done all you can. I don't think you could be a part of my plans. I don't think you could play right back or centre mid because remember he was a first a centre midfielder then a right winger, then a left winger, then he got converted into right back, which I felt he should ne- he should never be a right back. I never felt he felt, found his, his perfect position for Roma. I felt his perfect position was maybe like a third centre midfielder or a number 10. A massive part of me, I know it's going to upset a, f- a few people and say that I think his time at Roma is done. How do you feel about that? Um... I think he wants to be a starter. Yeah. 
Uh, I think he wants to be in the starter. And we can guarantee him in the starting position. Listen, you can fight it out with Karsov. You guys kill each other and see who plays, you know? <laughs> I think there's only one winner there. If, if you are, if you're, if you're, uh, if you want the starting position, then see you later, bro. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think the breakup already happened the first time he left. When oh, he asked for that to, contract extension. Yeah, to Valencia. When he, asked to, when he asked to leave, you know, you know, you remember Florenzi got a big falling out with Semen and he was on the bench for, and you know who was starting? Arneguiotis Taxidis. The Greek. Did you ever hear, did you ever hear... Daniele De Rossi asking to leave, the club legend asking to no. leave. Well, he has to leave. I think that breakup already happened. Right yeah. now, he's just finding a permanent home. I think he can be he can be guaranteed a starting a starting position right now. Uh, if he can do, if he, if he wants to get it somewhere else, then go ahead. But I don't think, I, like I, again, I agree with you. I think that's done. Florenzi, that divorce has already happened. Yeah, I felt it was coming to an amicable ending. I would say when he was dropped for Davide Santon in for about four or five games in 2019. Having said all of that, I like Ali. I mean, I met yeah. him in Orlando. He's a super nice guy. We have a selfie together. I met him actually two days in a row in Orlando a few years ago. Uh, he's a super nice guy. I like him, but I'm just saying his time in. We're talking about his time in Rome. Yeah. I wish him well somewhere else, and I follow his career. I'm a. I like Ali. You know, just don't get it confused. Yeah, I did feel that PSG would take their option, nine million euros, but it didn't happen. I did feel if Antonio Conte did stay at Inter, I had a feeling that he would come in for Florenzi because he's been linked with Florenzi for what maybe two or three seasons now, wherever he's been. But yeah, I think we can completely agree that his time at Rome is ended. Agreed. Yeah. Um, Sam, I think we've come to the end. Do you have anything to add? Any, any red meats you're going to eat over the weekend? Are you going to have a McDonald's coffee, as we talked about this off off pod? Black, no cream, no sugar. Oh, no. <laughs> we had a, off, guys, we had a really good food and coffee talk the other week. We both like McDonald's coffee, but in different variants. Actually, McDonald's do some really good coffee, but... We could digress and do a La Magicast food and drink podcast. Um, oh, if, we, if you want to do a podcast about red meat, it's different called <laughs> the red meat, well, I'm your guy. Um, <laughs> I hang with a lot of Brazilians and Argentinians. Not a lot of Brazilians, Argentinians. And they told me some stuff over the years, and they know how to do it. Oh, yeah. Know? Number one, they don't waste any part of the cow. I, 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 don't, I'm, I don't go hardcore like them. You know, sometimes they, Brazilians, if you eat this, uh, have you ever heard of uh, picanha? It's a Brazilian called it's the rump of the, the cow. When you go to a steakhouse here in America, like Texas or Brazil, it's for the house special. Mm. Uh, it's amazing. It cooks with the fat. In Bra- Brazilians, if, they, if you don't eat the fat, they get offended. You have to eat everything. <gasps> well, sorry, bro. I, get, I eat what I eat. I eat the tender part. You know, the fat is a little too much. But anyways... Uh, I'll be sharing some pictures of what I'll be grilling this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a we had a good we had a good ten fifteen minute talk after we uh, we podcasted with Valerio a couple of weeks ago about about our food and and uh, our coffee, which we 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 like our coffee, but you like it black. I like it with yeah. with create uh, with milk and sugar and uh, actually right. sweetener. Don't touch the sugar sweetener and uh, do like McDonald's coffee because that's actually very very good. Um, it's actually it's great yeah it's one of the best out there but we probably rambled on about food or drink um sam 
thank you thank you again for joining me on uh, this Friday evening um, enjoy the sun enjoy the, the boat enjoy your uh, your cooking over the weekend and uh, we w- hopefully we won't make it two weeks until the next podcast I'm cooking on a couple of cats. I'm cooking. I don't wanna. I don't wanna say it because it's nothing for certain yet, or we haven't we have any any dates. But I'm cooking a couple of good guests. So we'll go from there. Uh, I always like always like to add. Um, I hope Imran Imran messaged me the other day. He's in Dubai. I'm hoping he's having the a lovely. The doctor. We miss him. Yeah, I hope he's having a lovely time. James Bass. We need James. We miss you too. Yeah, we want you back on. When you're next available, we'll have you back on. Um, Guys, you can follow us uh, on the Magicast, and you can find us on all podcast platforms. Sam, thank you again for joining me on this Friday evening for me. I would say early afternoon for you in the States. Correct. Have a great weekend. Uh, and you too. And always remember, for Saroma, for Salupi, and ciao. Ciao.